Welcome to God Mode, Living Life Undefeated. Join us each week as Pastor Chris delivers a message to encourage, challenge, and empower you to live life in God Mode. All messages can be listened to at www.godmode.life. Let's join today's message. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in to God Mode. So glad that you've chosen to listen today. You know, we've been in this great series. We've just been talking about the greater reward. I mean, do you ever look at people who are really successful in some category of their life and you really wonder how in the world do they do that? I mean, do you ever do that? I mean, you look at somebody who is successful in business or they're really, really healthy and in good shape or they have a great marriage or they're incredibly godly or they have some massive influence and you wonder, how did they do that? You know, when I was growing up, I used to think they must have been really, really lucky. I mean, they were lucky enough to be born into the right family. They were lucky enough to have some big opportunity or they were lucky enough to have good genetics or to meet the right person or lucky enough to have this some breakthrough idea. And while there is some luck and some people have been given more What I've noticed is over time that in most cases, when people are really successful, at least in some area of their life, they're not just lucky, but they're consistent. They're consistent over time. And I tell people all the time that successful people do consistently what other people do occasionally. Let me say that again. In some area of your life, there's consistency, there's persistence, there's patience, because successful people tend to do consistently what other people do occasionally. I've never seen someone that just accidentally paid off a ton of debt. You know, someone who's got a bunch of student loan debt or credit card debt or big car payments or whatever, who just said, I wasn't even paying attention to my finances and I've got no idea about how one day I just paid it all off. I'm just accidentally debt free. It doesn't tend to happen accidentally, but intentionally with consistency over time. The same is true with their marriage. I don't know anybody who says, I don't know how in the world I just got a great marriage. I mean, we've been married 23 years. We've never had a fight. I mean, we're just kissy, kissy, kissy all the time. I've never met anyone like that. What I have met is people who say we work really hard at our marriage. We intentionally prioritize our relationship. When we get it wrong, which is often, we intentionally repent, we apologize, we work to put Jesus first, we value one another, we work really, really hard on our marriage. I don't know anybody who ever said, I just accidentally got close to God. I don't know how it happened. I wasn't doing anything. I mean, I was just sinning, sinning wildly. And then one day I just stopped sinning. All my addictions went away. I stopped cussing. I started saying praise the Lord all the time. And I have no problems, no way. I'm just close to God. God just speaks to me. I just hear his voice. I didn't do anything. No, what I do know is that a lot of people who say, I've worked really hard to die to myself and to seek God and to know him through his word and to hear his voice and to let him conform me into the image of Christ. 
You know, over time, I've pursued him and he's been changing me and I'm becoming more like him. You see, all of us have good intentions. We want similar things, but we have very, very different results. We need to understand that intentions don't determine direction. Actions determine direction. In other words, if you just keep on doing whatever you've been doing, you're going to keep on getting whatever you've been getting. Hoping for a different future doesn't bring you a different future. Hope doesn't change your life. Habits change your life. And so that's why today we want to continue to talk about how we specifically change our life. And I just want to say humbly that the life that you want, whatever it is, in your finances, in your friendships, in your ministry, your children, your business, whatever it is, it's never the result of a few lucky decisions. But it is always a result of countless, consistent, seemingly small decisions done over time. I always tell myself it's the small things that no one sees that leads to the big results everyone wants. It's consistency and faithfulness in the small things over time. The problem, and you know this at some level, you feel it, that when you do the small things right, right, the right things, or don't do the small things or the wrong things, a lot of times you don't see very fast results. You're trying, but you don't see a lot of immediate life change. So if you're like me or a lot of people, you get frustrated, you get discouraged, and you often feel like quitting. And that's why the title of today's message is, Don't Give Up. In Galatians chapter 6, verse 7 and 8 and 9, which I want to spend most of our time in these three power-packed verses that are very prophetic in every area of life. And this is what the Apostle Paul said in verse 7. I like the seriousness of the tone he has. He says, don't be deceived. The word in the Greek, it means don't be led astray. It honestly, it could mean don't be stupid. That's the kind of what he's saying. Like, don't, don't be stupid. Don't be fooled. And then he says, God cannot be mocked. In the Greek language, the word translated as mocked, it means to thumb your nose up or it means to snub. You're not going to do this to God. Don't be deceived. Don't be tricked. Don't be fooled. Don't be stupid. God cannot be mocked. And then he gives us a law. And the law is this. A man reaps what he sows. Another way of saying it is we will harvest whatever we plant. He says a man reaps what he sows and whoever sows to please their flesh. And you remember what the flesh is, right? It's not our skin. It's our, our sinful nature. What does whatever whoever does what is wrong and ungodly and sinful from the flesh they will reap destruction. You sow bad things, you get a bad result. But he also says, whoever sows to please the spirit, whoever does what is God honoring from the spirit will reap eternal life. I mean, we're thankful for this eternal life through the grace of Jesus Christ, right? It's something we don't deserve, something we haven't earned, but something he is given by his grace. And then the Apostle Paul tells us, he says, Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we don't give up. You know, we'll come back to that verse, but what I want to do for a moment is I want to talk about this law. And I want to give you three laws under the big law. 
These are the laws of sowing and reaping. And it's important to note that these are laws. A law means it's always true. It's a little bit like the law of gravity. If I get too close to the edge of the mountain and I fall, which direction am I going to fall? I'm going to fall down, right? Every single time I'm going to fall down. Not one time ever, whoops, I fell up. I would always fall down because it's, it's a law. Now, I want to give you three laws of the sowing and reaping. The first law is you reap what you sow. Whatever you plant, you reap that type of harvest. The second law is that you reap more than you sow. When you put a seed in the ground and you get more fruit out of the seed in the ground, you reap what you sow. You reap more than you sow. And number three, you reap after you sow. I mean, think about it. Let's say these again. Number one, you reap what you sow. Number two, you reap more than you sow. Number three, you reap after you sow. Let's kind of unpack each of these important laws one by one and really let the Spirit of God drive the truth deep within our hearts so that the Spirit can change us. Not behavior modification, but spiritual transformation. Number one, we need to understand you reap what you sow. You reap what you sow. Here's a little game. I'm going to ask you a question and you can respond as you listen. It's not a quick question. Sometimes I like to be tricky, but this isn't a trick. If you plant corn, what will you reap? Corn, right? Right? If you plant corn, you don't get pineapple. Every time you put a certain type of seed in the ground, you get a harvest that corresponds with the seed that was planted. We could say this, like Paul said, paraphrasing. But if we plant bad seeds, we get a harvest of destruction. If we plant godly seeds and godly habits, over time we tend to have a godly harvest. In fact, in speaking of the negative of this, if we continue to sin, if we're disrespectful to people, if we're selfish, if we're angry, if we're unforgiving, bitter, and harsh, if we're judgmental, if we hate people, this is going to come back to us in a multiplying factor. In fact, in the Old Testament, Hosea 10.13 says this very clearly in Scripture. It says, but you have planted wickedness. In other words, you have done things ungodly, you've sinned, and because of what you have planted, what have you reaped? Not good things, but you've reaped evil. Imagine in any facet of life, in any area of your life, when you do the wrong thing, why would you ever expect to reap a good thing from the wrong thing? Take your job. If you show up late all the time and you come with this bad attitude and half-hearted approach to what you do, why would you ever expect to get promoted? If you don't, if you don't, if you stay there, it's because many ways you're like reaping what you sowed. I mean, if you're always lustful and selfish and binging on porn and using people, and then you're hoping to have a real godly marriage. If you find yourself in a really rough place one day, why is that? It could be because you're reaping a harvest from the seeds that were sown. If you eat anything you want, I mean, hey, like, pray the Lord, donuts, Twinkies, chips, anytime, and you never exercise, you don't take care of your body, you drink a six-pack on Friday to celebrate that it's Friday, and a six-pack of beer on Saturday because it's Saturday, and a six-pack on Sunday after church to celebrate the goodness of God on Sunday. Why would you be surprised to find yourself 30 pounds overweight? Well, it isn't fair. It's a punishment. That's not a punishment. That's a harvest. That's a harvest. You're reaping what you have sown. 
And here's probably the most important thing we'll say really all in this whole podcast, the big principle. And if you, if you don't like what you're reaping, change what you're sowing. If you don't like the harvest, change the seed. If you don't like what you're reaping, change what you're sowing. And I usually like some, a lot of times like to give this divine assignment at the end of the message, but I'm going to give it to you right now and then kind of reinforce it later. I'm going to ask you to look for one different type of seed to plant. Just one thing, just one area of your life where you say, I want to be consistent in this area. I want to sow seeds of consistent. It might be prayer. It might be time in God's word. It might be generosity. It might be godly attitude or forgiveness, acceptance. I mean, it might be that I'm going to start saving money and start chipping away at the debt. Pick one area of your life that you want a different harvest and ask yourself what type of seed you need to plant. Pick one area. And we're going to plant the right types of seeds. And I believe that God will bring the right type of harvest. If you don't like what you're reaping, change what you are sowing. It's a law and it's always true. So number one, reap what you sow. The second thing is you reap more than you sow. What you sow, God multiplies. In fact, in Mark 4, Jesus told a parable. It was the story about the sower, or like a farmer who went out to plant some seeds and sow some seeds. And the farmer would cast the seed out of a little basket, a little pouch on his side with some seeds. And some fell on the rocky ground and didn't do very well. And some fell on the thorns and they didn't do very well. But the seeds that fell on good soil produced an amazing harvest. Jesus says this, the seed that fell on the good soil represents those who hear and accept God's word and produce a harvest. From one seed, a harvest of 30, 60, or even 100 times much as had been planted. In other words, you plant one seed and you can grow an entire tree, which then produces more fruit with more seeds to bring about exponentially harvest. And you see this in your life, in your relationships, in your discipline. If you walk into a room full of people and you smile real big, God will often multiply that and you'll get a bunch of smiles back. If you walk into that same room and you have a spiritual gift of jerkiness, right? You often get back multiplied, influenced. They'll be jerked right back to you because you reap more than you sow. This is so true in my marriage to Kathy. When I love her and honor her and cherish her and serve her and bless her in the ways she deserves, she multiplies it back and gives me more unconditional love than I could ever imagine. She multiplies it. But when I give her a hard time, what happens? It comes back. What we need to understand is that we reap what we sow and we reap more than we sow. In fact, I want to show you, uh, there's this book written by Darren Hardy, and if I could summarize it, it's that small, smart choices, just the small things, plus consistency, plus time, equals a radical difference. It's the compound effect. When we do small, right things consistently over time, planting the right types of seeds in the right type of soil, in the right time of year, God sends the rain and God produces a harvest to a radical difference. 
And what I want to do that to do is this. I want to share with you an illustration from his book. So I'll just let you know I've changed it up a fair bit. So if you don't like it, don't don't blame don't blame me. Don't blame him. It's just this rude illustration comes from him, right? So you can blame me. It's about three guys, and we're going to assume that they make about the same amount of money. They live in the same neighborhood, and and to be honest, they're middle-aged, and they have some kind of dad bod, and there's a little extra Twinkies they've been carrying around in their dad bod. And I'm going to give them three different names. You got Sammy the Same, Billy the Better, and Wally Worse. And this, and just in case you're wondering, that's the part I made up, so don't blame Darren. Those were my names. And Sammy the Same, you can imagine over time, he essentially does what? He does the same thing. He complains about his life, but he doesn't change much and he does the same thing. Nothing really different, much like many people that we know. Then there's Billy Better, though listen to he listens to God Mode and he heard this sermon and he made some ridiculously small, seemingly insignificant changes. I mean, he started every day reading his Bible and he's going through a Bible plan with friends and he's spending five minutes, seven minutes reading the Bible and just a little time in prayer. And it's not a big deal, but it's a little deal. He cuts 125 calories a day, just like 125, like no soda or a different snack at the end of the day, a healthier snack. And he walks three times a week and that's it. That's all he does, different almost, really almost nothing Few first few weeks and a couple months, he sees no real change, almost gives up. But he remembers small, consistent, right disciplines plus time equals radical difference. He stays in the game. Wally the worst, he skipped this message. He didn't listen to the podcast. And so unfortunately, Wally picked up some small bad habits. He doesn't read the Bible. He believes in God, but he doesn't do anything, doesn't serve anywhere. Unlike Billy Better, he didn't cut calories. He just added just a few, just 125 calories, just an extra soda or a bad snack. And because he's kind of discouraged, he's like to disconnected and wastes a lot of time playing video games. The good news is he gets high scores all the time and continues to beat his record, but he plays, he plays a lot of video games. So six months go by. And there's almost no noticeable difference, like none whatsoever. Like Billy Better is doing the right things and Wally Worse is doing wrong things. And there's almost no difference whatsoever. About 18 months or so, you can start to tell some some really small differences. But on month 27, the change for the two of them is startling. And I I want to show you, kind of tell you what this is. First one, Sammy think there's there's any change for him i mean no just like a lot of your friends i could say sadly just like some of you for 27 months from now you'll still be worried about the same things you're worried about now battling the same sins you're battling now struggling with the same struggles wishing for things to be different you're just wishing to be different sammy the same had almost no real change Billy the Better, though, he consumed 117,500 fewer calories. And check out what happened to this bro. 33 pounds, he's down, he's fit, he's confident. He's got some new clothes, he's looking better, he's feeling better, and he, he walks into the room. You know, when Billy's in town, Billy's got some, he's got some mo going on, right? He's got it now. Wally, on the other hand, is not such good news. 
Wally consumed 117,500 more calories. And according to the math, he went up 33.5 pounds. Do you think he's confident when he walks in a room? He's not feeling so good right now. And if you're not good at math, the difference is 235,000 calories and 67 pounds spread between Billy Better and Wally the Worst. And that's just the beginning of the changes in their life. Because how many of you know that some small positive changes often compound into other positive changes? And negative changes often compound into other ones. Sammy the same, he didn't change at all. But Billy the better, he lost weight, he gained confidence. His time in God's word started to strengthen his relationship with God. I mean, he grew better as a leader. His bosses started to notice. They gave him a raise and a promotion. He paid off his debt and his wife is happy and there's a lot of kissing going on in Billy's home. Willie, though, gained some weight, lost some confidence, drifted from God. His gaming addiction turned into a gambling addiction. His finances are in a wreck and his marriage is hanging by a thread. I mean, those are obviously made up illustrations, but the truth isn't too far from that home because it's not what we do occasionally that makes the difference. It's what we do consistently. If you don't like what you're reaping, change what you're sowing. Just one thing, just one thing. I promise if you try to change three, you won't change any. So think about just one thing. What is it? One area of your life where you're going to be more consistent. Because believe me when I tell you, it's a law. You always reap what you sow. You always reap more than you sow. And then the third one is you reap after you sow. You reap in a different season. And that's not easy because you plant in the fall. You don't typically reap in the fall. You've got to plant in the fall and wait till spring. And that's why we get discouraged, right? Because what, what we do is, right, we, we try for a little while. I've, I prayed for five days straight and I still dropped a bad curse word on the golf course, right? I, I prayed and I prayed and I prayed and I still don't feel close to God. I went to the gym five times and I still, you know, I still not losing anything. I still got all my businesses. I'm trying to pay off student loans. I'm trying to do this. And so much all along, you don't think you're making it because you're not seeing any changes. And so you wrongly conclude that the small decisions don't matter that much. But you forget, what is our story? Who are we? in so many different ways in our entire life is the sum of total of all the decisions that we make. In every action, you're choosing a direction. So let's review, kind of look back over the last few weeks of podcasts that you've listened to. What do we know? We know that all of us want something different, something better in our life. The problem is, even though we want similar things, we have very different results. If our identity is wrong, then the cycle is bad. When we think I'm bad, I'm pathetic, I'm nothing, I'll never change, I'm not going to amount to anything, I'm always going to be broke, I'm always going to be stuck in this sin, I can never quit doing this, I can never have a good relationship or a real ministry or have real impact, then we try in our own strength, but eventually our willpower wanes. So inevitably, our failure starts, and we start to feel the shame, which reinforces this negative identity, and I'm always going to be bad. So what do we do? We, need, we recognize if, if we're in Christ, we're new. 
The old is gone. He has made everything new. And because we're in Christ, his spirit gives us strength, which helps us to do the right things. We're walking in the spirit, not gratifying the desires of the flesh. It's not our power. It's his power. Christ in me is stronger than the wrong desires in me. So because we know who we are, then we know what to do. And because we know who we are, we're not trying, but we're in training. We become more of who he already created us to be. And by his spirit, he helps us choose what we want most over what we want now. So how do we judge the success of a day? It's the end of the day. Did I honor God? Did we do good? Did we make progress? Are we working toward a harvest that honors God? Here's how we judge the success of the day. We don't judge the success of the day by the harvest we reap, but we judge it by the seeds that we sow. Did we honor God today? And you don't become successful when you achieve the goal somewhere in the future. You become successful when you honor God today. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. It's a law. You reap what you sow. You reap more than you sow, and you reap after you sow. And that's why Paul said this. He said, let us not become weary in doing good. For in due season, at the proper time, when the time is right, when God's watered it, when he's put his sunlight on it, you will reap a harvest. If what? Say it with me. If we do not give up. If you do not give up. One day in springtime, in a later season, you will wake up and you'll realize your hard work, your discipline, your sacrifices, your faithfulness. It was never, ever wasted, but it was being stored up. It is being stored up a little bit like if you take a pot of full room of room temperature water and put a little fire on it and the fire burns consistently over time. The water heats up to 85 degrees, then 97, then 114, 139, and eventually it gets up in 211 degrees. And what do you have to do when you have 211 degree water? You have really hot water, really hot. But one day in the harvest season when there's one more degree And it's not hot, but it's boiling. One day you wake up and your marriage is better than you ever thought it could be. One day you wake up and realize there is a 67 pound difference between you and your buddy down the street. One day you wake up and realize you're debt free, not just giving 10% of our income, but we're giving 12% of our income to make a difference. One day you wake up and realize, I used to feel unworthy to lead a small group, but now you're leading a small group, you're discipling other people, and your business is changing and succeeding, your influence starts expanding, people look on you and they'll say, you're lucky, you're lucky, and you'll go, no, 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 you weren't lucky, you were faithful, you were consistent. And what they won't see, what they'll never see, it is because often the small things that no one sees that lead to the big results everyone wants. They won't see you overcoming your self-doubt, your insecurities, and confessing your sins and failing and standing back up and trying again. What they won't see is you praying and fasting and seeking God and depending on Him. They won't see the early mornings or the late nights. They won't see you enduring criticism and showing back up with the heart of grace. 
They'll know nothing about the grind, your perseverance, your private pain, the small, consistent disciplines, right? They won't see any of that. But you'll know it's the seed you planted. It's the harvest God brought. And that's why I've come to tell somebody here today, you will reap a harvest of righteousness if you don't give up. Don't give up. I don't know who this is for, but don't give up praying. Don't give up believing. Don't quit. Don't stop believing for the salvation of that person you love. Don't quit giving. Don't quit saving. Don't stop trying to climb out of debt. Don't stop fighting to stay pure. Don't stop believing that God will help you overcome that addiction. Don't stop believing that the promise God gave you will come in a different season of harvest. But if you fall short today, there's always tomorrow. You just keep seeking God. You keep pressing into God. You keep getting up early. You stay late. You bring a sacrifice nobody else sees, something they don't know about. You show back up. You do the extra reps, right? When everybody else gives out, you bring two more reps, two more reps, 20% more than anybody else. You just bring a little bit more. And you keep saying yes to what's right. You keep saying no to what's wrong. You keep chipping away at your debt and day after day investing in your marriage. And it's never going to be easy. And it won't be overnight, but you will reap a harvest if you don't give up. So, Father, today we ask that by the power of your Holy Spirit, you would speak to all of us about one area, just one thing, maybe our diet or time we rise in the morning, our attitude, generosity, stewardship, physical exercise, whatever it is, Lord, just give us one. And we're going to ask you, Lord, that you would help us plant the seeds of righteousness consistently and trust that you will bring a harvest. Thank you so much again today for tuning in and listening to God Mode, this podcast. I hope you share this word. I believe that God wants to change in you. We just need to continue to plant, continue to believe, and God will bring a harvest. God bless you. We'll again hope you'll tune in next week. And I pray that you have an amazing opportunity to share the word and the blessing of God with somebody else in your life. God bless you. Thank you for listening to today's message. You can hear all of Pastor Chris's messages at www.godmode.life. Join us next week as we continue on in this series. Please leave a review of this podcast at podchaser.com. I can do all things Now bring it to the altar See what I mean Deliverance It's